A woman ain't pretty, but she don't swear none. She's kind of heavy, don't weigh a ton. She's my woman through and through. I love her only cause her heart is true. Listen, the command considers us a bunch of losers. But we're going to do it right this time because we're the best. We don't, we'll be drummed out of the core. We won't let you down this time, we're sir. We're going to do it right. That's right. We'll be perfect, sir. By the book. <laughs> Man has a dream, and that's the start. He follows his dream with mind and heart. And when it becomes a reality, it's a dream come true for you and me. Right at the start of everything that's new. One little spark lights up for you. Oh, hello there. So glad you could come along. I am the Dream Finder. Nothing is rehearsed. There is no script. We don't know what will happen, but we do know one thing. You'll be there. Undercover Live. W Welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 149 for the week of December 13th, 2009. Thank you for tuning in once again. Some of Walt Disney World's hidden treasures are often found in plain sight, and this week I'm going to take you to one that I was recently introduced to, the Turf Club Restaurant at Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, one of just a few Walt Disney World restaurants that offers year-round outdoor dining, it overlooks the Lake Buena Vista golf course, and its casual atmosphere reflects the resort's equestrian theme. This week, my guest and I will take you inside the restaurant for a live review of the ambiance, location, and of course, the food. I'll announce the winner of our last Walt Disney World What's My Line contest, before playing more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. so many different choices of places to eat throughout Walt Disney World, it is very easy for many of the different dining experiences and restaurants to get lost in the shuffle. And today, I'm joined by somebody who's going to help me maybe uncover what we may think could be one of those hidden treasures here in Walt Disney World. And I'm joined tonight for a wonderful... I was going to say candlelight. There's no candlelight, but we can pretend. Somewhat candlelight, fluorescent light dinner uh, by Chantel Crawford from DVC by Resale once again. Chantel, first we had breakfast. Now we're having dinner. Welcome back. Thank you, Lou. As always, it's a pleasure to be here. And I do appreciate you arranging the dimly lit corner nook we have here all to ourselves. And I'm very excited about our evening. And let me be clear, the breakfast and the dinner have been on completely separate occasions that are not on the same day. So. Thank you for clarifying that. I really don't want your wife coming up here and strong-arming me. No. Very powerful. No, she understands this is purely in the name of research. research. So research. no matter how much wine I give you tonight, it's, it's purely in the name <laughs> of research. This is a really bad direction really fast. I know. That's all right, though. <laughs> because uh, we, uh, we were talking about some of the different – because we're both foodies and we both enjoy – the, the different experiences here at Walt Disney World were so much of the same mindset that it's beyond hamburgers and french fries, and we cringe when we hear people say that. And as we were talking about some of the different DVC resorts, we were discussing how I think many of these are probably overlooked, especially by the non-DVC members. And you suggested one that actually I've never eaten at before. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> so we are here at Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort trying out for the first time 
the Turf Club. That's correct. <laughs> and for those of you who haven't been here, it's hidden in the back of the the main carriage house is where you check in. And if you were to go to your left and come back, they have a food court, kind of very nice um, uh, a la carte dining in the food area. But you just kind of have to sneak back behind that and walk through the big gates. And there's a hidden Mickey on the gate there. I'll entice you that way. And uh, the Turf Club Bar and Grill is back here. You can come back here. There's an area to hang out. Uh, pool table, chairs, big screen TV, and there's a small bar outside lounge area there. But right back here in the corner is the restaurant itself, and that's where we are tonight. And it's it's beautifully themed. It's got those very dark woods, uh, very much in keeping with the theming of the equestrian feel of that 1800s sort of New York Saratoga Springs retreat. It's got the uh, covered dining area outside right along the banks of the waterfront. You can see downtown Disney across the lagoon. Um, a smaller restaurant, uh, very intimate, uh, uh, casual. Again, you, you talked about that wonderful little lobby seating area outside with the pool table and the TV. Wonderful for the golfers that come mm-hmm. off the golf course. That It very much has that sort of golf country club feel to it. Yes, indeed. And I would say intimate. If you wanted a romantic dinner that was a little bit off the beaten path, this might be a nice place to check out. It is unseasonably cold right now, and I noticed they have heaters out on the back porch, so if you wanted to go outside and dine, you can, they've got the heaters as well, which uh, we know most of you won't need those anytime you're here, but if we were to go, if we were to go out tonight, we'd be freezing without those heaters. It's, that's kind of a nice to notice. I've never noticed those before, and of course, in the heat, they've got those fans as well. And I love, and it's all about the detail for me. Once we get past the food, it's all about the detail. And if you look around very carefully, you can find a lot of the framed jockey attire and equestrian riding equipment. Uh, that, that Saratoga racetrack and that, that racing feel carries forward throughout it. Even, like I said, behind us, the bridles and the whips and the other pieces of equipment that I don't know what they're called. Uh, but again, you talked about this. You used the perfect word, it being hidden. And it very much is hidden. Because even if you do pull into Saratoga and you're driving around, you wouldn't necessarily find this uh, by accident. We should say the Turf Club is open for lunch and for dinner. Uh, again, not very crowded tonight. It's gonna, this little, somewhat off-season, a little unseasonably cool, but it is very nice. And, and there are both couples, there's families, there's older people here, so it's suitable really for any type of party that wants to come in. All right, so we've talked enough, as much as we can, through audio about the decor, you should definitely come and check it out, especially if you're a horse fan, equestrian fan. But really, Chantel, this is all about the food. And let's quickly go over the menu a little bit and let's dive right in because we already actually have our appetizers. There are about eight or nine different entrees. There's probably about ten different appetizers. We spoke to our server who recommended a number of things, the first being the crab cake with the sweet mango salsa and chipotle mayonnaise. Uh, We're also going to try a couple of other items, and and this will give you a sampling of sort of the things that you'll find here because there are wonderful entrees, but there are some casual appetizers as well. We also have... Before you get in too far, Lou, let me just mention, um, I did a little bit of research before we got here tonight, and I had heard mixed reviews about the Turf Club, so I went back and I found that the menu has changed, and in fact, our server reinforced that. She said that the same chef is here, but he's updated the menu about three different on three different occasions. So if you have dined here before and you weren't pleased with the menu or maybe you were and you had a favorite item, you might want to go and check it out and make sure that item is still available. Uh, One of the items, I'm sure we'll get to that later, you were just about to touch on the crab cakes, but I noticed I think the uh, steamed Prince Edward mussels, I don't know if those were on the menu previously, but anyway, I just wanted to mention that so if you're a listener and you've been here before, you can uh, be sure to put it on your list to revisit if you weren't for any reason, please, because obviously when they first start any new restaurant, you kind of have to work out the kinks and you want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And of course, tonight we're going to be very honest with you about. You've got such a serious face on when you said that, but 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 it's a great point because I think what happens too is one thing I don't like is when people read reviews online, they make their judgment and they say, "Well, I read so and so didn't like it." That's one person's opinion. So you might not like the mussels. They came out. I think they smell fantastic. So. That's one of the other things we're going to try. We're also going to try the fried gal- 
I was going to say galamad. For everybody else, it's fried calamari with roasted garlic mayonnaise and some spicy marinara sauce. What else do we have? Um, buffalo chicken wings. We don't have buffalo chicken. I want you to dive right in. I want you to dive right in to, you're going to try the mussels, and I know you're not a muscle person. I'm not. So if I'm not a muscle person, so if this is good, then you can definitely take my recommendation for it. I, on the other hand, if you, if you hear a strange noise, you'll know why. Okay. They served it with a nice loaf of uh, garlic bread, which I think you can put garlic bread on anything, and it makes it very good. So... But I'm going to have my first bite here. Mmm. Mmm. I wish this was video. We had the big wide-eyed mmm. This is pr- pretty good. That is pretty good. Mmm. I think my palate has changed. I've recently noticed that I like steamed clams, which I never did when I was younger. And these are uh, similar. Uh, the... Mussels are tender, not too tough. That's also one of the things I think you can overcook them, and they're scary. But this, that first bite was delicious, and now I'm gonna have some garlic bread. And like I said, the uh, the aroma was wonderful. As soon as she brought it out, the smell was great again. I like that sort of very heavy, garlicky smell. I will. I'm gonna try those. But while I'm doing that, why don't you dig in to some of the front? Oh, you, wow! Listen to that. I wish this was video. <laughs> You have a bite. Stop talking. Eat. You sound like my mother. Stop talking. Eat. <laughs> All right. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna reach into Chantel's plate and just grab one because. Grab a well, because you know what? Mussels is very much a staple, especially for us around the holidays. Um, Christmas Eve, a lot of times we'll have mussels. Um, us being the legions of like the 900 Italians that get together for Christmas ah, Eve. Ah, so you're Italian? I would have never guessed. I, yeah, <laughs> I know. You would never understand. But this is nice. It's in a white garlic sauce as opposed to like a red marinara sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you can see the big heaping chunks of garlic. That's fantastic. And you're right. They're, the, uh, they're not stringy. They're not chewy. Those are very, very good. Mom would be proud. Yeah. Mom would be proud of those. Dad would dig those. Dad would love them. You'll have to then bring them up next time. As long as they're buying, I will bring them. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to try the crab cake, and they serve it with a sweet mango salsa and a chipotle mayonnaise, which she said it was an aioli, which I think is just the fancy word for mayonnaise. So I'm going to try the uh, chipotle mayonnaise. Oh, wait, that's that. <laughs> That one. that one. We have like nine sauces on the table, so. Nine. There's four. Are you dyslexic, Lou? <laughs> I'm embellishing for effect. Poetic license. All right. There's five. Okay, here it goes. Men's amends. Mm. I'm going to have to try that with the salsa because the, I'm not real... I'm not a big fan of Chipotle mayonnaise. So. All right. So now, because everybody's palate is different, you go. Because everybody's palate is different, I'm going to first. I'm going to try the crab with nothing on it. Good, I want to try. Plan. It's definitely got plenty of crab in it. Outside, crispy, light, flaky. Inside, you're right. It's a lot of crab, not a lot of. You get a lot of crab cake sometimes, that little bit of crab. Um, the different textures, really nice, really good. So the crab cake stands on its own without anything. But now, just so I can say that I have another bite of crab. Which, which sauce am I dipping in here? Are you sure? That's what I, that's what I did. See, I like that. I think it adds a. Um, it's zesty. Okay, I like zesty. Try it with the mango salsa and see if I think that's probably going to work with my palate a little bit better. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 She's making the yummy face. <laughs> Much better. It brings out the flavor of the crab, in my opinion. <clears throat> um, there's uh, mango and red pepper, and I'm not a pepper fan, but the combination of all those is fantastic. 
So I would order the crab cakes and just pass on the chipotle mayonnaise. Between the two, the salsa is better. Mm-hmm. It's a little sweet. It's light. Uh, not as zesty. But it's, uh, it's very fresh. Very, very fresh. So now I'll ask you to try the Galamad first. Are you a Galamad? Column- if you're a calamari I'm fan, I'm all over it. Are you a, are you a squirmy leg lady, or are you like the, the little round parts? <laughs> you know, you can't ask personal questions like this. We're live and on the air. I'm going to have. I notice there's some peppers in here, and I love these. So I'm going to get a little piece of pepper, a little piece of the round circle, and I'm going to dip it in the uh, roasted garlic aioli. That's what she said was aioli. You're not loving it. All right, so I'm going to um, I'm going to try it as well. And again, Galamad, big in my house, um, big in my house, big in my parents' restaurant too. So I'm I'm going to um, I'm going to try it instead with the spicy marinara sauce. First things first. Much like the mussels, how you cook the galamad is very important. The breading, it's not very heavy, it's not very crusty, and they're not rubbery, fortunately, because that instantly will, will ruin it. I think they're very good. I like the mix, mixture of the peppers and the spicy marinara sauce. Also very good, too. I think I like that better than I would like the, uh, the roasted garlic mayonnaise. Yes. Well, I'm going to be honest with the audience and tell them that we've chit-chatted so long that the calamari is now cold, and that is not the chef's fault. But I can tell that it was good when it was warm. <laughs> and I'm going to blame it on Lou that it's not perfect. Once again, <clears throat> the blame goes to me, so... Which is fine. You keep um, you keep eating that, and I'm going to just... I'm going to mess my hands. Now, this is going to be interesting how I'm going to hold the recorder and try the uh, the buffalo chicken wings. I would offer to help, but I'm just curious to watch, actually. That's okay, because first thing I noticed, <laughs> they're not like the 25-cent wings that you get at the local sports bar. They're actually... They're big. I mean, they're big and very meaty. Gigantic. Mmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Good sauce? Oh, yeah. And you're from uh, up at Northeast mm-hmm. where you know a good buffalo wing when you have one. That's a high-quality wing right there. And it's it's saucy and spicy. Saucy and spicy. And I'm not even... Forget the blue cheese. Like Although my mouth is on audience. fire. Saucy and spicy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll tell you, Chantel, I would be happy coming here after playing a round of uh, miniature golf, since I don't play real golf. Yeah, I heard you were hardcore about your miniature golf. Oh, yeah. Winter Summerland, I will take you down. I will take you down to Chinatown. So, oh, I have that on recorded. Um, I would be happy with the crab cakes, mussels, and buffalo wings, and that, that nice... Um, that, that grain bread that they brought out and that could be a meal so after you come if you want to come here for a lunch you can do something like that or after a round of golf you can get a, if you want to be like Chantel and get chicken wing sauce all over your nice white shirt you can do that too I cannot we, believe that just happened we have to start videotaping these things <laughs> I can't believe that just happened no way that just happened Fortunately, they put us in a dark corner here, so nobody will notice. Thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. You can cut the tape in this <laughs> Okay, so we, we didn't finish all our appetizers because we're trying to save room for dinner. Right. Because we want to give, we want to be fair. Because often, like when I walk around food and wine, we ate so much. By the time you get to the last kiosk, it just, it's just not fair to Argentina when you're going, when you've eaten 16 things of, of lobster and shepherd, lobster pie over in Ireland. So I think we agree that the steamed Prince Edward Island mussels at 
very, very impressed, especially for a non-muscle person like yourself. Fantastic, yes. I would order those, and I would have enjoyed them. I probably could have eaten the whole plate had I not been um, interested in research. Yeah, so those were fantastic. I mean, they were just prepared perfectly, and I think that's the key to any steamed item is whether it's over-steamed or not, and they were just just perfectly prepared. So I think that's definitely a A++. Your second favorite because I like I liked all of what we had. I I, I was kind of digging. Maybe I was just in the mood for wings, but I like I really like the wings, and um, I thought the crab cake with the salsa was good. I concur. The crab cake with the salsa was delicious, and I really I know it didn't sound like I liked the calamari, but I did with the um, <clears throat> roasted garlic aioli and. Yeah, so I think if I were to come back and order two, if I had to just get two, ooh, it would be, it would, I'd have to get three. The crab cakes, mussels, and calamari. But you know what, two, we didn't try, which I really wanted to, but I was trying to be healthy. Nice nice job on that. With the onion rings with multiple dips. Yeah. she described a whole bunch of, and I'm a dip guy. I'm Me a too. Yes, I'm a dip girl. I understand. Yeah, I'm with you. I want to try the onion rings, and then we also didn't get to try the tomato bisque which um, is served with goat cheese and croutons. And I'm just thinking back to the day when I used to work here, and they used to make a fantastic crawfish bisque, so I'm thinking that that's probably a pretty good bisque, too. And now you didn't work at the turf club, per se. We're going a couple of weeks or months, years back when this was uh, when it looked a little different and it had a little bit of a different name as well it yes indeed it was just a few years ago <clears throat> and it was called the pompano grill and back then it was the place for the disney executives to have lunch we served breakfast lunch and dinner uh we had a very small crowd for dinner again it, because it's hidden not many people knew it was here unless you happened to be a golfer or you stayed in the tree houses which were tied to this area and yeah, but they had a, a fabulous uh, menu, and and the crawfish bisque was on there, and yeah, so I got to serve a lot of the golfers and the Disney executives. Um, got name dropped for us. I was just about to say, uh, Dick Nunes was in charge back then. Oh, I just dated myself. <laughs> Get that thing away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so looking, I was only twelve. <laughs> <laughs> And as we uh, quickly peruse some of the entrees, SAT word there, uh, you have a lot of staples like the New York Strip, an Angus Chuck cheeseburger, pork tenderloin, lamb chops, prime rib, a couple of different items. You have some grilled tuna. uh, You also have a spiced salmon salad, the roasted free-range chicken breast. And when we asked our server what she recommended, the two items... That she said was obviously a staple, the New York Strip, which is topped with blue cheese, portobello mushrooms, balsamic port glaze, and Yukon gold mashed potatoes. Nice. I'm all over it. You are. And the thing that she really was high on, again, because of the chef, was the linguine with shrimp, with asparagus, garlic, white wine, parmesan, fresh herbs, and cream. When we asked why, she said the chef recently started making his own pasta from scratch. And I will tell you that that makes a big difference whether it comes out of the box or whether it's freshly made. We are going to find out, that's for sure. One thing that I just wanted to toss out before we forgot, no pun intended, is that in the appetizers, they do have a couple of salads. They offer a Caesar salad and a mixed greens salad with a citrus vinaigrette. And for those of us who are being healthy, which neither of us at this table are doing that, but for those people out there, it's good to know that that option is available. Don't look at me like that because I told you I wanted to get an appetizer and a salad and you berated me mercilessly. That's because you can't call yourself a foodie and get a soup and salad. Come on. Well, I'm so, in in the interest of the listeners and an interest of a fair review, I did decide to, to blow the health consciousness somewhat and have linguine that has cream sauce um, because it, it did come so highly recommended from our server. Um, now, you also, too, and it's a, a nice little segue here, you're also having a nice glass of wine because there is obviously a full bar and a full wine menu here as well. Yes, I'm having a glass of Estancia Cabernet Sauvignon 2007. 
and she just brought it by and I took a little taste and it is quite delicious. I would, I think it's going to complement my steak perfectly, especially with the blue cheese and the portobello mushrooms. Um, Cabernets are heavier and they tend to kind of pull the flavors out and especially if you've got like a fatty, not that New York strips are really fatty, yes, kind of, then it kind of helps pull all those flavors together. So I think it's not fatty, it's flavorful. Thank you, thank you. Always the politically correct one. We know Lou always has the right word. Yeah, and obviously everything on the menu, as far as entrees is concerned, is paired with the wine. And we've talked a little bit in the past about the wine selection at Walt Disney World because they've got so many master sommeliers here. Um, high concentration here. The, the wine selection and the wine pairings here have been rated so very high by wine connoisseurs and wine, wine experts. And it was the same way a couple of years ago when you were here in Pompano, correct? <laughs> correct. Uh, well, actually, no. I think we, we made mention earlier where my another place that I just happened to work at uh, Walt Disney World was the Jazz Company. And it was during that time that I was trained and educated in the wines and how to understand them and which wines to recommend and why. And it was a great education. I was um, obviously very young. I think I was 13 at that point. And <laughs> stop laughing. And child labor laws just didn't exist here in Florida. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm so tall. See, I was able to get away with it. Lou, you would have had a whole different story. <laughs> anyway, it was a, a great education, and probably the most notable thing I learned about wines is that each person is different, and you don't have to know a lot to know what you like. So I encourage anybody out there, don't be intimidated try the wine if you like wine try new things the one thing that i i learned as a server as well if if you if you want to try something have your server bring it out don't be afraid to tell them no thank you that doesn't suit my palate and have them recommend something else disney does not get upset they want to encourage you to be you know happy with what you order and uh i've I've had servers bring me three different tastes before i finally got the one that i settled on and you know i felt bad for the server i felt a little guilty but the servers to their credit encouraged me they said no no you know we want you to have what's going to complement what you're eating what in you know whatever your palate suits tonight right there there is no right or wrong thing and the most expensive one is not necessarily the one that you're going to enjoy the most so don't let that be the barometer of what you choose i'm actually drinking a uh, a 2009 unsweetened iced tea, which really complements my, my linguine with shrimp very, very well. Nerd. <laughs> I would say a nice Pinot Grigio might complement that linguine. Oh, as a matter of fact, look, they recommend the Lasorda Pinot Grigio. Imagine that. Show off. <laughs> well, it's light. It's not gonna. You're gonna have the garlic. It's not gonna overwhelm it. It should complement it nicely. It's not too sweet. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. I'm going on like two and a half hours of sleep tonight. I'll fall. I literally fall asleep here at the table. Literally, you're always going on two and a half hours of sleep. Tell me something new. So while we're waiting for our dinner to come out, <laughs> nice um, thank you. That's, that's how I escape. Uh, I thought we would maybe talk about. The resort itself, Saratoga Springs, and maybe what differentiates Saratoga Springs from some of the other DVC resorts. We've, you know, you and I actually talked in the past about how each has its own particular qualities and charms to it. You made a great point about visiting different resorts for different time of year, and I think that um, I think Saratoga Springs obviously used to be. Um, it's been around for years. It's sort of gone through uh, a, a couple of different name changes, a couple of different renovations and updates. But what is it for you, Chantel, that you think separates or one of the, the hallmarks for Saratoga Springs? For me, there's a couple of obvious ones, and the one that appeals most to me is probably the least obvious, and that's a spa. The property itself originally I think Disney has kind of sold it in the aspect of being uh, centrally located to downtown Disney and appeals to teenagers and things like that which that's all well and good and the tree houses of course have their own appeal which are now part of Saratoga but for me each resort has its own feel and Saratoga is the place that I want to come if I want to relax 
It's spread out. It's open. I don't feel like I'm in the middle of a very busy park. There are five pools to choose from, and there's some that are very quiet, off the beaten path. If, for example, you are just stressed out and you want to get away and you want to use your points, then I would say come here. You could spend the entire day in the spa. DVC members actually get discounts on packages they put together. You can actually go on to dvcmember.com and you can see what those packages are. So I think if, if I were maybe in the hustle and bustle of life and I just needed a break and a getaway, this would be the perfect resort to do that. Obviously, you're still going to have the families around you because it's Disney. You're, you're not going to avoid children. But I would say if you wanted to just kind of find your quiet place, serenity now. <laughs> you know how that turned out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, the, this is the resort I would recommend to do that. And again, there's other obvious reasons. Uh, but, but for me, that's, that's the one that I just always focus on when I think about Saratoga. Yeah, and I think that I think you're right. I think it does have a very relaxed feel to it. It, it has a non-Disney feel to it, and I mean that in a good way. Is, is it's not overly themed to um, certainly like some of the value resorts. Um, the equestrian theming is here, but it, it's somewhat subtle. It's not overpowering. It's it's the largest of the DVC resorts currently. Correct. That is correct. I believe it's eight eight hundred twenty four units, something like that spread out and it was actually when it was built it was built in different phases and there's a lot of different styles of um, of buildings here as well explain us a little bit if you can some of the different so in that same vein of Saratoga compared to some of the other resorts ballpark it if you have to, but as far as points are concerned, how might it differ staying here versus staying at one of the other DVC resorts? Sure. Well, I think the time of season and the unit size that each family needs changes, so that is going to affect, but let me just kind of give you an idea. If you wanted to stay during November, um, before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is going to cost a little bit more points, but you could stay here for a week in a studio for only 97 points. If you wanted to have your own kitchen so that maybe you could make your breakfast before you headed out for the parks, you could stay in a one-bedroom, and that's going to be one, one ninety-four. Um, but if you have a, a fa- large family, eight people, then you're going to need a, a two-bedroom, and you can stay in that weekly for 255 which coincidentally is the same number that you'll spend to stay in the tree houses. Now, those are three bedrooms that sleep eight, so it's a little different layout, but the points are still the same. So to Disney's credit, they arrange that um, so so you can kind of decide what your family's decor and mood are for that particular. And speaking of holidays, I think the, the tree houses this time of year, just perfection. I dig the tree houses. I stayed there as a kid. I was super psyched when they came back. Um, you were probably working at Pleasure Island Jazz Company. I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding. But the other, you know, the other thing too, and, I, and again, just while we're waiting for our food to come out, I'm thinking about some of the other things because there is more to do here than just golf and eat. Like a lot of the other DVC properties and deluxe properties, there is a huge array of activities beyond just the normal go to the pool or golf. Um, Saratoga, maybe again, some of the unique things they have versus some of the other properties? Sure. Well, I I think like you said, Disney's fantastic because they always have something going on. You don't necessarily have to go to a park to have a good time and enjoy your day, and that's obviously part of the DVC appeal is that you can kind of sit back and relax. I happened to grab one of the recreation activities before um, we came to the restaurant, and I just kind of will throw a few things out that are pretty cool. Today is Thursday. They have a scavenger hunt from 10 to 11. Grab your teammates and complete your list of items first. I know there's a lot of scavenger hunt people out there. All ages welcome. They have a creative souvenir in the community hall from 12 to 1. They have a spring pool party at the High Rock. I'm sure that was rather chilly today. But um, uh, join us on pool deck for dancing and games. All ages are welcome. Three to four, you get to come on down to Community Hall and decorate a pillowcase with your favorite correct favorite characters. Well, that's unique. I don't know where else you're going to have that. Um, oh, and then from 6.30 to 7.30, this would be one I would check out. Enjoy a game on Wii, individually or on a team. Located at Community Hall, all ages are welcome. 
And the poolside movie tonight is Race to Witch Mountain. Nice. Yeah. And the thing I like about all those, and again, you see those similar type of things, a little bit different from some of the other resorts, is it does give you that sense of community. It does give you that sense. So when the people say to you, welcome home, you get that, because those are the type of community-building activities where you get to interact and meet other guests, and your kids can meet other kids. And it, it's, I think that's what differentiates the DVC resorts from some of the other resorts on property. Sure. And one of the things I like about Saratoga, which goes back to my original answer about why I like it, is that you can get as busy or as um, social as you want. So you've got all these activities, and if you're a social person, you're going to want to head down to the main pool because there's typically more people in this area, uh, whether it's grabbing food or being social. Or if you just need a break and you want to... You know, maybe talk to one or two people. If that, you can go to one of the quiet areas. This resort is so spread out that you can almost feel like you're alone if you want to. Um, and I think that's an appeal that uh, a lot of people overlook when they come to Disney. And I think when you come to Disney, you've got to be busy. you got to do things. You've got to laugh and have fun. And certainly all those are important. But it is a vacation, and you want to get that downtime. And certainly Saratoga is going to allow that to you without having to go to another resort or you know, feel like you have to get away, quote-unquote, from your family. You can just sneak down to one of the other pools while um, your spouse is is taking care of the kids because you just need that break. So our entrees just arrived. First thing first, presentation was beautiful. My linguine with shrimp is, first of all, again, I love that smell, that garlic. Uh, It's sort of a light cream sauce. It's not, fortunately, not as heavy as I thought. It's a dual-colored pasta. It's a green fettuccine, and it's a white fettuccine with a lot of shrimp and shaved Parmesan on top. You have the grilled New York strip. Again, too, loving that whole blue cheese thing and the mm. potato. So let me, uh, give me your, your reaction, because you basically started cutting into it before she had it down on the table. <laughs> Please, a lady never does anything like that. I have no idea what you're talking about. You're referring to yourself over there. <laughs> With your spoons twirling pasta, it's delicious. I'm not a spoon guy. I'm not a spoon twirler. Oh, I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. It was just that the fork was so covered, it looked like a spoon. It was like this mass. The sparks were flying. Is that what it was? <laughs> exactly. Uh, great presentation, as you mentioned. There's a nice balsamic pork glaze on the bottom. Um, the served with uh, mashed potatoes, Yukon Gold mashed potatoes. The portobello mushrooms and, of course, the New York strip with the blue cheese. Now, you have I had an option to go with crab meat or crab meat and grain mustard sauce. I went with the portobello mushroom and blue cheese, and for me, it's the perfect choice. Uh, very powerful flavors. I think if you're a foodie, this is the way you'll want to go. However, if you're not a blue cheese fan, I know a lot of people don't like it because it's a very strong, it can be a powerful cheese. I would have it put on the side because right now it's melted over the top, which is just delicious. But, it, you know, for some people they might prefer to have it on the side. Um, and the portobello mushrooms, the flavor is fantastic. Uh, it's a hearty mushroom in and of itself. So it really is just a, a delicious dinner, and I would easily come back here anytime. And, and in fact, I'm just going to stop talking now. No, I love hearing you describe food. There's something. <laughs> Listen, having dinner with a beautiful woman that loves her food as much as I do, it doesn't get any better than that. I'm going to, um, I'm gonna now that I've been looking at and, and drooling over my linguine with shrimp, there is asparagus in here. Again, you can smell the garlic. I think the white wine cuts the cream so it's not so heavy, but you also sort of get that sense of the freshness with the fresh herbs. You can see them. You can smell them. And again, wonderful shrimp and uh, shaved Parmesan. And I was, I was able to get a forkful with a little bit of everything. Oh, so, look at that. Mm-hmm. Yum. We're anticipa- anxiously anticipating mm. your reaction. It might be about five minutes, folks. He's got a mouthful. Let me see if I can fill the time here. I'm doing the Lou yummy face. <laughs> the, the eyes get big and wide. Mm-hmm. I nod like, mm, and I'm pointing to it, like as if the people listening mm-hmm. can hear it. That's really good, and, and I like it, and I'm pleasantly surprised how light it was. I was reluctant to get it because it was a cream sauce, mm-hmm. but again, not heavy at all. Not heavy cream sauce, so it's not your typical fettuccine kind of cream Not at all. And please feel free 
unlike you who's not sharing your steak, I want you to, to take a I cut my steak in half and slid over half of my steak, half of my mashed potatoes, and half of my portobello mushrooms, and they're sitting on that side of the plate waiting for you, so don't even go well, I have a, I have one shrimp over there, you can, which I haven't touched with my cootie fork. I'm going so. in for it. And I was going to ask you... In terms of garlic, I know for some people that can be a turn-on or a turn-off. What's your um, thoughts on the amount of garlic in the dish? I see, I love garlic. Um, there will be no kisses for me tonight from anybody, but um, I, I like the heavy garlic, again, with the Parmesan, um, the freshly shaved Parmesan. is really, really nice. Nice. Okay, I'm going in for my first bite here of the uh, pasta. See? Yummy face. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's perfect. And again, the fresh pasta makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. Wow. I was a little fearful to say it earlier, but I read a review from somebody earlier that wasn't positive about the pasta. Let me tell you, come back and try this. This is fantastic. And, like, and look, like we said earlier... I'm, you know, when you read reviews online, you have to sort of take it with a grain of salt because everybody likes something different. And certainly I'm not trying to be a hypocrite and say, well, I like the pasta, so you're going to love the pasta. It's just my opinion. want to sort of entice you to maybe come here and try some things. And and I appreciate when the server makes a recommendation that I agree with as opposed to, you know, let's push. We have a lot of pasta. Let's push the pasta. Because it, it, it is, it's very, very good. And I'm, I'm a pasta guy, so. Right, right. And I'm anxious to come back now because, honestly, I think you mentioned your first impressions was to try the grilled tuna. And that's something I would uh, generally go for as well. They have um, the lamb chops, she mentioned, were from, if I remember correctly, New Zealand. And I think those would appeal to a lot of people who, with the, who are kind of have a, a foodie palate. So I think there's a lot of choices here. And even the pork tenderloin with a red onion. Onion jam, balsamic glaze, and Yukon gold potatoes, <clears throat> frisée, and roasted garlic nage. Mmm. Yeah. So there's. This is definitely a hidden gem. I think that uh, a lot of people just don't realize because they're always focusing on where to go eat in the parks. And we were talking about this earlier when we were first handing our menu. Uh, we took note that over the course of the past maybe year or so, most of the menus and restaurants have changed somewhat in that they're all now on a single page. Uh, whether the app- whether the number of entrees or appetizers has been limited, there are only uh, there is only one page. However, there's nine entrees here. But what I do like is just what you said. There is something for everybody here. Because if you just do want buffalo wings and a cheeseburger, albeit an Angus Chuck cheeseburger, you can have that. If you want something light like a salad, tuna, Salmon, it's there. But if you do want the meats, the prime rib, the strips, the lamb, the chicken, the tenderloin, no matter what it is that you like, there is something here for you. And I'm sure the one thing I did notice is that there is no vegetarian item. I'm sure that any of the items, like the linguine, like the salads, obviously they would make vegetarian for you. Of course, yeah. Disney's great at catering to anybody's needs and anybody's allergies, so you'd have no problem adapting. You know, as you were talking, I just thought, I said, you know what, this is kind of the, it's the perfect country club menu. It appeals to the golfer, and yet there's some light items that appeal to the golfer's wives. So it really, this is exactly what I would expect at any country club menu, because it's got some party items for the guys that are the, the high rollers and want their post-golf game scotch and cigar and big old prime rib and then um, you know there's there's a little bit for the tuna that's going to appeal to the lighter fare and so yeah it's it's a it's a really cool menu and the atmosphere here and as we've been sitting here for going how on however many hours because that's how we seem to roll when we eat as we extend these these meals we've seen some turnover and we're seeing we are seeing families come through we're seeing people Obviously, coming from the parks, we're also seeing people getting dressed up a little bit to come here, and I think that 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 this restaurant serves those multiple purposes. If you want to have sort of that nice, somewhat elegant but not overly foofy, I think is the technical term, dinner, you can do that. But again, right next to us is a table with young kids. Foofy, 
Wikipedia. Yeah. Is that in Wikipedia? Can I look that up later? Tonight? It's a Wikipedia is not always right, but it's a just trust me. It's a technical <laughs> food connoisseur term. I heard there's a Lou Mangello page on Wikipedia. Did you hear about that? I have. No, I swear to you, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> sure you didn't. Whatever. Who did you pay? I need to look into that. And uh, you mentioned one other thing too. And as you're downing your seventh or eighth glass of, of wine, <laughs> we should mention that. Like many of the other restaurants around property, this too has some of its signature and specialty drinks. And again, these two themed to the equestrian uh, motif. So obviously you will find a mint julep there, which is... Uh, Kentucky Derby. Very good. Very good. Are you a, are you a horse person? No. I, I, I don't want to be everything. I just believe life is meant to be explored, and I'm an adventurer by nature. So I live in Orlando, and Disney makes me feel like I've been all over the world. But no, really, I do love to travel, and a girlfriend of mine, she goes to Kentucky Derby every year. And the whole hat? She does the whole hat The thing. whole thing. In fact, last time I visited her, she lives in Arizona. Last time I visited her, we went and bought hats, even though it wasn't Kentucky Derby time, just because... The whole idea just sounds fun. So, yes, I can't one day. That's on my bucket list. So there's also the Preakness Cosmo, which is sky-infused citrus vodka, triple second cranberry juice, the side vet, the winner's circle, three minutes to post time, Bacardi Raz Rum, blue curacao, beef eater gin, sky vodka sprite, and a splash of orange juice. And my favorite, the Millionaire's Margarita. Don't drink and drive, kids. Don't try this at home. <laughs> And there's also a um, there's also a featured wine too, and I'll, I'll let you since you are the uh, since you are the wine junior sommelier in training you can you can talk about the Magical Brachetto Pimonte. Actually, I believe I had this at the Flying Fish recently, and Keith Gimble is the manager there, and I believe he brought this over as a compliment to our table, and it was fantastic. Uh, anything that bubbles is fun. So, you know, if it's not too sweet, which is now my, <clears throat> I can no longer handle sweet wines or sweet uh, champagnes. And if I remember correctly, this one was just right. Uh, so, yeah. I love the fact that you give such descriptive answers because it gives me time to keep on eating. Well, let me just add to that. It's an off-dry rosé offering flavors of bean cherries, raspberries, and strawberries that is magical with chocolate or as an aperitif. Yes, chocolate. Chocolate would be my favorite, so that's what I would have it with. Maybe chocolate-covered strawberries would be ideal. Nice segue as I wipe the cream sauce from my lips into desserts. Again, there is the, in, in keeping with the celebration theme, the sweet ending to your celebration, the New York-style cheesecake with seasonal berries, Listen, as long as the diet's out the window, we might have to try that. There's also an apple pie, a chocolate espresso tort, mixed berries. <laughs> mixed berries. You mentioned chocolate. Chantel could like her ears perk up. Uh, and a no sugar added lemon pound cake with seasonal berries. Yes, and for the uh, diabetics out there, that's what you'd have to have. And I'm very thankful that I don't have to go there yet. Never. Hopefully. I'm going to hit the gym as soon as we get home. Yeah, I'm gonna have to actually run back to my uh, to my room tonight to, to work off. But this was very. I will tell you, we talked about, and, and I came in here with no preconceptions because I've never eaten here before, wondering if this would qualify as a hidden treasure. Is it just sort of would have would have been something a little bit more pedestrian, sort of the same kind of food that you can get get anywhere? And when I first saw, it, I said, well, maybe that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a place to get hamburgers and sort of casual food, very, very pleasantly surprised. I couldn't agree more, Lou, in all honesty. Uh, the only time I had eaten here was right when it first opened up. They were only serving appetizers at the time. And I, I can't say that I was impressed. I wasn't, I mean, I was hungry. I ate. I was fine. It was satisfying, put it that way. <clears throat> so tonight, I really am pleasantly surprised, especially based on the reviews that I read online that were, you know, some were great, but some weren't. And you just never know. And, and I do have to say, anytime you've got a new venue, they have to go through those growing pains. And, and it looks like they've gone through them. And boy, have they come out with flying colors because my steak is fantastic. Um, we have a couple of really good steakhouses here in Orlando. And I would say this this is, you know, it could easily fall in there. So I don't know if the chef was just depressed because I was with you tonight. 
he really went out of his way, but this this is fantastic. And the bite ahead of your linguine was fabulous as well. That fresh pasta is yeah. unbelievable. Very pleasantly surprised. Uh, for those people that think that they have tried it all and they've done it all, this may be one of the places you should take a special trip out to go see, especially if you've never toured around Saratoga Springs. And if you maybe are thinking about DVC, look at this as one of the options. It is certainly available through resale. It's a great resort. Now we know that it has another great restaurant to it. This is not the only one here, certainly. But because of the items on the menu, because it's open for lunch and dinner, you have that range of the casual to the elegant. The one thing we didn't mention, too, was the pricing. I think the pricing is is reasonable. We're talking about about $27 for the New York Strip. Uh, lamb chops about twenty two, the chicken seventeen, the crab cake appetizer was about ten fifty. So, the prices here are not country club crazy prices. Um, they are reasonable for what you're getting. And the other thing too, a lot of food for the money too. We are none of us are going to finish anything we've eaten tonight. Speak for yourself. When you <laughs> behind closed doors, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a closet, closed closet door eater. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, you mentioned resale a minute ago, and you had asked me earlier about why Saratoga was so appealing. One of the things I didn't mention, and I do kind of want to throw it out there, just from an overall purchasing uh, aspect, is that if you are looking to buy DVC points, a lot of times I'm asked, what's the best value going right now? And in my opinion, Saratoga Springs is by far the best value. Namely because its pricing on the secondary market is equivalent to that of, say, Old Key West, for example, which both are fabulous resorts, both are wonderful, and the advantage that Saratoga has is a 12-year longer lease. So if you're buying two apples and they're both the same and one's a dollar and one's a dollar fifty, which are you going to buy? You're going to go with the the dollar apple. But then, you know, let's say that the owner's going to throw in a bushel as well. Well, hey, give me me the dollar and I'll take the bushel as well. And that's kind of the nice aspect of Saratoga Springs right now that on the secondary market you can get a great deal. And thank you for simplifying it into terms I can understand, which is apples and food. So, um, But yeah, this, this has been wonderful. This has really been uh, a, a nice surprise. We've uncovered maybe a hidden gem. Because I will tell you, Chantel, I never would have thought to come here. And now this might be one of the places that I will take somebody who says, you know what, I've done it all. I've eaten. This might be something a little bit different, a little out of the ordinary from the restaurants that we try. So, you know, and actually, you just mentioned you saying that reminded me that if you, you know we have a lot of convention guests here, we have a lot of people here doing business, and this is an ideal place to conduct business, in my opinion, because it's not a loud atmosphere. The restaurant itself is is relatively quiet, and I and it's relatively dim, so you do have a sense of privacy if you wanted to ask to be sat, you know, a little away from everyone. You could, but I think it's actually the perfect uh, setting for a business meeting. Like a little romantic table here in the corner, so nice. Exactly. We're surrounded by one, two, two. Let's see, we got a party of four and a party of eight. So it is very romantic, Lou. Yes. Thanks for, thanks for this special moment. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I really appreciate you um, you joining me on uh, on what I'm happy to say was a wonderful meal. Always a pleasure to see you and to find out more about Chantel, to have dinner with Chantel anytime, really. You can visit <laughs> over at DVC by Resale. And, of course, if you have any questions about buying or selling DVC points through the resale market, nobody knows it better than Chantel. Um, and we have to do this again. We need to dine again. Well, I'm a little concerned because you're wrapping things up and we haven't had dessert. Does that mean you're not going to buy me dessert, Lou? What's up with that? <laughs> well, how could I say no? <laughs> no, really. No, really. It's my pleasure. And thank you so much for inviting me to come hang out with you. It's always fun. We always have a good time. You always make me laugh, and um, your self-deprecating jokes are just fantastic. Um, I'm never going to I'm never gonna forget, however, you telling someone that you had reason to hate me because I was tall. I didn't say that. You're not I, I, living it down. Listen, You're not I, living it down. I have to go. That little girl needs my booster seat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next dinner. <laughs> It's time to announce the winner of our last Walt Disney World What's My Line contest. As you recall, two weeks ago, I gave you five lines from a Walt Disney World attraction, a show, or a song, and I asked you to identify what line 
came next. I wasn't looking for the whole song or the entire script. Just the next line, the end of the line, etc. All you had to do was give me that line and tell me where it came from, what the next line was. And if you're paying close attention, at the intro to this week's show, I played you those five clips so you can hear exactly where they came from. The first one was I gave you My Woman Ain't Pretty, and of course, that's My Woman Ain't Pretty, But She Don't Swear None from the Country Bear Jamboree. Number two was, listen, the command considers us a bunch of losers, but we're going to do it right this time because we're the best. We don't, we'll be drummed out of the core. That was the late, great Michael Jackson in Captain EO from the Imagination Pavilion in Epcot. Number three, I gave you Man Has a Dream, and that's the start. And of course, he follows his dream with mind and heart. And when it becomes a reality, it's the carousel of progress. Number four was right at the start of everything that's new, one little spark lights up for you. And of course, that was the dream finder and figment from Journey into Imagination. And finally, I gave you nothing is rehearsed. There is no script. We don't know what will happen, but we do know one thing. You'll be there. And that's Drew Carey. And sounds dangerous over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So, hope you liked this little bit of a different contest. I try and mix up the trivia and the history and some of these fun things every now and then. Everybody, for the most part, got these right. Um, hopefully, like I said, enjoyed doing these. And the prizes that I offered you for this contest were all three audio guide to Walt Disney World CDs and a choice of the WDW Radio Limited Edition Embroidered Baseball Hat or a Mystery Prize. And this week's winner is Chris Harper, who chose the CDs and, like many of you, I think purely out of curiosity, chose the Mystery Prize. Now, there actually were multiple Mystery Prizes in the pseudo-prize closet, as it were, and the Mystery mystery prize that you win, Chris, in addition to all three of my audio guide to Walt Disney World CDs, Main Street, Adventureland, and Fantasyland is a $25 iTunes gift card. So I'll be sending those out to you. I do have your address. I'll get those out to you right away. Thank you all so much for your entries and for playing again. I hope you had fun. Stay tuned for another contest more mystery prizes coming up in the next couple of weeks. That's all the time we have for this week's show. I want to make a quick apology for not having news or rumors again this week. As I said on last week's show, I am helping out my dad, who's very sick, and it's unfortunately affected my ability to research and record the show as I normally do. I promise you that I will have the news and rumors return as soon as possible, and I really do appreciate your understanding and patience. Also, thanks go out to Chantel from DVC by Resale. For more information, visit her website over at dvcbyresale.com. Also, Check out their blog at dfzbyresale.com slash blog. Also, big thanks to all of you and everybody who entered this week's contest. I hope you had fun. Look for a new contest coming very, very soon. And big, big, heartfelt and sincere thanks to everybody who voted in the 2009 Podcast Awards recently. I'm very happy and so proud to announce That WDW Radio was named the Best Travel Podcast Award for 2009, and it is all thanks to you and your support. It really is an honor. I I mean that. And I I also want to give big congratulations to all the other shows that were nominated, including Doug and and Chris and Ricky and so many others. And really, the thanks goes out to you because the, the recognition is not about me, but it's about you the listener, because I do what I do each and every week for you, and I, and I am so thankful and consider myself blessed to be able to share something I am so passionate about with you each and every week, and the fact that you take the time to listen and watch each week is the greatest reward I could ever ask for, so I share this recognition 
and I thank each and every one of you. Don't forget, too, uh, about the WDW Radio Cruise. I'd love for you guys to join us in February 2011 on the all-new Disney Dream. If you're thinking about it, if you're looking for more information, videos, pictures, or for a free, no-obligation quote, visit www.radiocruise.com. You'll find all the information there, as well as a link to the show where I discuss the new ship and the details of the WDW Radio Cruise If you are thinking about it, I definitely suggest that you book now. Remember, all you need to do is deposit on the ship. You can get that full deposit back up until about 120 days out from booking. So you still have about 11 months to decide. But categories are beginning to sell out. I'm saying that to you sincerely because I don't want to see you shut out from a potential category that you're looking to get into. Again, more information, www.radiocruise.com. Also, if you have any questions you want answered on the show, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com. Or if you want to be heard on the air, you can call the toll-free voicemail line with questions, comments, even just a hello from the parks at 888-703-2171. Be sure and come by, follow me over on Twitter, friend me up over on Facebook, and join the WDW Radio Show fan page on Facebook as well. Also, please come by, join our very fun very friendly and very welcoming community over in the forums at wdwradio.com you'll find links to all these right on the homepage don't forget that i've also reduced the price of the audio guides to walt disney world for the holiday season downloads just 5.99 cd's just 7.99 you buy all three you save just 15.99 for the three pack of downloads 17.99 for the cd's You can also get signed copies of my Walt Disney World trivia books on sale at the shop at WDWRadio.com. I am turning orders around within 24, 48 hours. So if you are looking to get these for the holidays, please let me know. You should have them no problem. Look for another WDW Radio Live coming very soon. For more information to contribute or order copies of Celebrations Magazine, you can go and visit CelebrationsPress.com. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including DVC by Resale, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, and All-Star Vacation Homes. Thank you to everybody who called in and wrote in, answered the question that I left you with a couple of weeks ago, which was, what was your favorite thing to do in Walt Disney World during the holiday season? I'm going to leave you with one more as the New Year's approaches. I want to know, what's your New Year's Disney resolution? What's that thing that you're looking to do or really want to do in 2010 that you're going to resolve to do that's Disney-related? As always, my friends, if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Review the show on iTunes. Come say hi on Facebook and the forums. And again, thank you so much to everybody who has helped spread the word and did take the time to go out and vote for the podcast awards. I really, really do appreciate it. Stay tuned. There are lots of things I'm working on for 2010, sort of my New Year's Disney resolution that I'm kind of working on backstage for the show and site and so much more. Stay tuned. I'll be rolling those out very, very quickly. And of course, thank you as always for taking the time and for tuning in and for all the emails and messages that you guys have sent me over the past couple of weeks. I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. So until next time, remember to not always keep moving forward and follow your dreams, but take a minute and tell somebody that you care about, that you love them. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Hey, Lou, this is Tony Mendike from Ocean View, New Jersey. Just calling in and congratulate you on winning the fourth best travel podcast in a row. Uh, way to go, buddy. Thanks for doing all everything you do. Keep up the great work. Hi, Lou. This is Marianne. I'm I Like Pie's mom. And I just thought you'd like to know we're in the Magic Kingdom, and um, we brought I Like Pie's Adventures Club backpack with us and took a picture here at the Dole Whip stand, which sadly is closed because it's too early in the morning. Somebody was eager to get to the parks. We'll send you a picture just as soon as we can. Thanks, Lou. Make my life magical. Hey, Lou, it's Carrie. I was just listening to this week's show, and I got so excited when I heard the email about the listener and the possible future video segment of all the apps around the world. Because actually, a couple months ago when my sister was here, uh, we did exactly that. Uh, she loves trying on hats, and I always get pictures of her from hats from different stores. So 
what we did is we went around the world. Um, we did, of course, Moosehead and also the Coonskin Cap in Canada. They do have bobby hats in the UK, of course, France and the Berets. We tried on the Pezzas in Morocco. Uh, Japan was kind of hard. Um, I think we ended up using some fans and took some great pictures. America, they have the three-corner hat. Italy was kind of hard as well. We ended up just wearing some soccer ski caps. Um, Germany, they did have the fedora, the straw hats in China. Of course, Norway and the Vikings. And in Mexico, we tried on um, the sombreros. So it is totally doable, and it's really a lot of fun. We got some great pictures from the trip. And I will be sending those to you for you to post. I'll keep up the great work. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi there, Lou. This is Bill from South Florida, Jonathan Barr on the farms. Well, there's a lot of special things to do and see in the parks uh, during the holiday season. However, overall, maybe I'm a little biased being a Florida native. I just like enjoying the weather in the parks. For me, the goal of going to the parks is enjoying what's around me and being completely disconnected from the rest of the world and not having to worry about anything, being in, in somewhat of a fantasy land. And nothing helps that more like a little cool and clear weather because it's certainly not what keeps you in, uh, in fantasy land when you're in Florida. So uh, thanks for the show. Thanks for the website. Thanks for the books. Thanks for everything. Have a wonderful holiday season. Hey, Lou. This is Sue. We're calling from Disney World. Oh, it's me again. Listen, uh, we were over at um, the um, Osborne Lights the other night, and I have a trivia question for you. At the Osborne Lights, there's one building that looks like a, a fireplace lit up, and there's three stockings hanging above it, um, One of, and they're named Jennings, Mitzi, and Breezy. And we were just wondering who they were, and we figured you'd probably know. Um, that's all. Thanks. Have a magical day. Hi, this is Renee from Fort Collins, and I was calling about uh, the end of the last show. Uh, it's only been two Christmas seasons that we've been able to experience in Orlando. We went this Thanksgiving and last Thanksgiving down there. Um, but I'd have to say right now my favorite thing about the holiday season down there is the Osborne Spectacle of Lights. Uh, we didn't get to see it last year, but we finally got to see it this year. And even though it was a little overwhelming walking onto the street with so many lights, it really was just magical. And especially the dancing lights, uh, the music that they picked and the, the way that it was coordinated was really amazing. So right now that's my favorite thing about the holiday season. And I also wanted to say congrats to uh, Bad Poets there. Um, that song was really a lot of fun, made me laugh. So um, thanks for playing that, too. I love the show, and thanks so much. Bye. 